Welcome to the Over What Hill 40 Plus Podcast, where we talk about everything that you can do to stay healthy, feel great, and live life to your fullest over 40. So Jamie is a nutritional therapy practitioner. Mm-hmm. Is that the right way to say it? An NTP? Yes. Yep. Okay. And uh, Jamie is a member at the gym, one of the gym that I that I do some coaching and classes and personal training at. And I wanted to get you on here, Jamie. Um, you're actually the first woman that I've interviewed in a long time. Um, and that's amazing, right? No, no. <laughs> it's <laughs> just that over the past several months, um, I've really been focused on trying to talk to and engage men over 40. I'm 48 years old. I've really had a focus for that. Um, but recently I've been looking at, you know, you do all your social media metrics and you're looking at stuff. And I realized that I have like a 60% female following. So as much as I'm talking to guys and I'm really focusing there, I realized, you know what, it, it, in the end, I want to help people. So I don't really care, yeah. right? If I'm talking to just guys, let's have some guys, let's have some women um, because perspective and points of view is what matter and mm-hmm. stories and sharing experiences, whether you're a guy or a girl, a guy can hear something from a, a girl and say, hey, you know what? That makes sense to me. And a girl can hear something from a guy and go, oh, I never thought about that. So it really doesn't matter. So yeah. whoever hears this, um, we want to share stories and that's kind of where my focus is. So let's share, let's share your story a little bit. So okay. tell us a little bit about what an NTP is, what, what it is you do, um, and then we can get into like how you got started and all this. Yeah. So nutritional therapy, um, it definitely lies more on the holistic side of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's looking at the whole body, you know, how all of the systems work together um, in a functional way. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, in terms of, people like clients that I work with, a lot of them come in with digestive issues or, um, you know, they're just not feeling, they're just like, I'm just feeling off. I don't have energy. I don't know what's going on. I'm mm-hmm. doing all the things. Um, all the things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, what are these things we're doing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we really get into the good stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's real food focused and mm-hmm. I love that about it. It's, um, I love teaching others, you know, how to nourish their bodies with real nutrient dense foods and how to also be able to cue into the messages that their bodies are sending them all the time. So, yeah, I like, I like how you said nutrient density. That's one of my pillars, pillars of nutrition is nutrient, nutrient density. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you a loaded question. Uh (laughs) What is better? Keto or paleo or carnivore or whole 30 or Mediterranean or who knows what else is out there, vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian or uh, there's so many different things out there, right? How do you determine what is right for, for, for you? Because it's a question. I have it's a, a magic question, answer. Right. It's a magic answer. It's a question I get all the time. And it's a conversation I have literally yep. every single day, but everybody's different. And I'm like, mm-hmm. All right. So I want to see what's your take on that whole discussion. So I won't make it any easier probably, but it, <laughs> it, it depends. It depends. It does. Um, there is not a one way, uh, way of eating that's going to fit perfectly for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. at least that's what I found. What are the, what are the things that affect that individuality? Oh gosh, there's a number of things. Um, yeah. and you're like and the people that you've worked with in yourself, like what are some of the things you've seen that, that have changed? Because it mm-hmm. changes. And that's one of the biggest things I want people to understand is if you are progressing, there's an assumption in my, at least in my point of view, there's an assumption that your things that are working for you now aren't always going to work for you. And there's something you need to yeah. change really, as Absolutely. you, better, as you mm-hmm. heal theoretically. And the way I look at it is I feel like everyone is on the progression towards a, a like if everyone is eating optimally, everyone would be eating the same. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're all in different places in that spectrum and along the journey, right? It's a circle right. as well as depth in that circle. Yeah. We're all over the place, right? There's a target and people are shooting all around it. So right. 
how do you, what are some of the things in your experience that affect a person's, um, what works for a person at any given time? So, um, well, I mean, we can talk about the basic or more obvious things, right? Like if you're um, male or female, if, how old are you? Um, okay, those are, two, those are two great ones. Those are two great <laughs> um, ones, I love it. So yeah. what's, what, what's different in how a, a, male, a man or a woman should eat something? like what that that diet is well i mean yeah i think i mean our needs are going to be different it's Mm -hmm. um you know in terms of macros sometimes in terms of like uh balancing our hormones and how our hormones work we're on the Um, same page that's what i'm okay good and you know just i don't know i mean i think and this isn't this is kind of veering away from the the male female thing but like what your goals are, you know, that's what that matters as well. Um, what you're coming in with in terms of, uh, you know, dysfunction, right. If we need to really dig deeper and figure out, um, where to do some healing if necessary, uh, you know, digestion is huge. (laughs) And I find that pretty much with every client that comes in almost, uh, that's where we start because yeah, go ahead. That is, the digestion issue is the one thing that people discount the most. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing that affects the most people. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that crazy? Like it's yeah. literally, I don't know anybody that I've talked to that's had to change their nutrition habits for one reason or another that didn't have some kind of digestion. Mm-hmm. I had it, Yeah. right? I had it. I, I know it there's so many people that have it, but it's so common that people think it's normal. They don't even think about, you know, you shouldn't be pooping three times a day. You shouldn't be spending 20 minutes on the pot when you do it every single or time. Or once a week. Or the, yeah, or the other right. way around, right? Once a week. Yeah. For, for me and for most of the people I've dealt with, it's usually the multiple times a day. I've, yeah, not, yeah. I've not dealt with people that are once a week. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, there's, it's, a, it's called being regular for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, we could probably have a whole discussion just on poop. I was, I was going to say, I love talking right? about poop. I think I was made for this role, actually, because <laughs> I just have to. Because poop says anyway. so much about health. <laughs> it does. The, the, it the does. consistency, the timing, the amount, mm-hmm. the all kinds of things. Yeah, let's not. Okay. And it's true. But it's, but it's one of the, it's a really important indicator, like you said. Like you said, I mean, you know, I ask people all the time and, and our, initial consultation or in my program, it's like, do you look at your poop every time you go? <laughs> and people laugh or whatever, or they're like, no, or they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you should be looking because it really does tell you a lot. You know, the shape, if it's floating, like yeah. every, you know, the color, everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but that can be another, we can have a poop discussion. <laughs> yeah. All right. Put that in the calendar. We're going to talk yeah. about poop sometime. All right. Um, so there's some things, there's definitely things that, ch- that, that are factors in people when you look at them. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I think definitely men and women have some different needs. Um, it, just if you look at, you know, men, um, a healthy man in general has a higher lean mass percentage and a lower body fat mass percentage than a healthy woman mm-hmm. will have a lower lean mass and a higher body fat percentage. So that in and of itself tells you that there's some differences physiologically. Um, definitely age. What are some of the things in age you see? Because, you know, I'm over four, I'm almost 50, right? I got to worry about age. Uh, um, what are some things that uh, when you have an older client that you, that you talk about nutrition wise? Um, so I just, I tend to work primarily with women. It's just mm-hmm. who, they, Apparently you know, so do who come to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, the majority of them are either premenopausal or menopausal. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we do focus a lot on, again, food first, um, but looking at hormones and balancing those hormones uh, and also, you know, just deficiencies that come mm-hmm. along with aging and, um, you know, making sure you have optimal levels. And, you know, that's, that is, again, a whole another discussion, probably like what what those windows look like and in sure. talking with your doctors and what's normal because the, because the RDAs are hundred percent on, right. Right. That's, it's all about, <laughs> Oh <the> yeah, totally. <laughs> leave the government when it tells you what you, right. They're 
most of the time pretty low. Um, well, in terms of like when you're looking at um, RDAs for minerals and vitamins and those kinds of things. Right. Um, right. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, um, I'm seeing a lot more um, autoimmune conditions with, with ladies and, or, mm -hmm. and men, but ladies mm -hmm. in, the, in that age group, um, you know, just lack of energy and, yeah. you know. What, um, what would be the number one advice you would give to somebody, let's say over 40, right? We're talking to the middle-aged and getting older. Mm -hmm. What would be the number one piece of nutritional advice you'd give somebody who's over 40? Gosh. And would it be different than what you would give anybody? That's, well, that's kind of a I mean, point. I think uh, where I start with anyone is regardless of age mm -hmm. first is to eat primarily real food, right? Okay. Um, so that's where you're going to get more nutritional bang in with bucks, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, eating real whole nutrient dense food, as I mentioned before. Um, and then we're, you know, we want to look at specific micro and macronutrients. So, um, you know, we want to look at essential fatty acids, which is huge. Um, you know, getting in those omega threes, we, especially if, if, you know, someone's coming in from eating the standard American diet, super high in omega sixes, which is, it's an inflammatory, um, right. you know, so it's more inflammatory. So, you know, your omega threes are going to be anti-inflammatory. So we want to have a lot more of those. Uh, you're going to get mostly or those from real foods, right? Like your fatty fish and, mm -hmm. um, you know, some nuts and seeds and some other good quality fat sources. So, um, avocados, they're a great fat so source. Here's a question. What do you think if you had to choose, this is kind of a trick question and I'm just coming up with things on, on the mm -hmm. fly here. If you had to choose between telling a, a client that they need to prioritize fat versus protein, which would you lean to? I'm always like, it depends. It depends. <laughs> um, I have an answer and I'll explain it. Yeah. I mean, but, I, well, for sure. I feel like both are very important and they yes. both are necessary for optimal health. Right. Yes. Um, I think so. Well, first of all, when I'm working with a client, mm -hmm. I, there's a series of tools that I use. And one of them is a nutritional assessment questionnaire, which is an online questionnaire. Yes. And it yes. really is great at kind of um, basically it's over 300 questions and it focuses on symptoms and it is a cool tool in that it helps you to prioritize where, you know, you your most need, the needs are right. right. So right. essential fatty. So say if somebody fills this out and it comes back and they're sharing all their symptoms that would indicate that they're really deficient in essential fatty acids, but maybe their protein is okay. And again, this is also in addition to speaking with them and, sure. you know, interviewing them all the stuff sure. and background and history and stuff. Um, then, you know, I would probably, again, focus on digestion, but also getting in those EFAs. I mean, it, I don't know if I could just randomly pick one, <laughs> not knowing anything about the person. Right, um, right. You know, because fat, and I, I know that every, I feel like a lot, a lot of people know less about the benefits of fat versus protein. Absolutely. I don't know if you find that Absolutely. as well. Well, both actually. I mean, I, I, okay. I, 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 a lot of people don't understand how much the body uses fat. Um, and they also don't understand how important protein is right. and, and the, the, the role that it plays. A lot of people, you know, I, the biggest struggle I have is that people think protein is a fuel and still trying to get them to understand that, you know, the majority of of calories that you get from protein don't count fuel and mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why calories in calories out isn't a thing that right. really that really matters yeah. um yeah. in general there are pieces of the calories in calories out model that do apply but it's not the way that it's currently really understood yeah um, I, for um, me and it, i think this is this highlights a difference in the two areas that we work right so i work mostly in uh, body composition, weight loss, and, and performance is the, the 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 focus of where most of my stuff is. You know, people that need to lose fat from a health perspective without having a specific, you know, usually it's uh, an insulin resistance, type two diabetes, mm -hmm. uh, high blood pressure, kind of a kind of a, an area. But because I'm not a nutritional therapy practitioner, I can't say, you know, I'm not a dietitian or licensed mm -hmm. nutritionist yep. either. I can't say I'm going to help you solve this problem. 
What I do say is I can help you lose weight. I can help improve your body composition, which should theoretically help that problem. And you know, it does. Um, so for me, most of the people that I work with, uh, I would say probably a hundred percent, unless they've already worked with something similar to my programs in the past, almost a hundred percent of them need to eat more protein. For sure. Um, and and to answer the question earlier, I mean, yeah. with somebody older, that would for sure be um, a priority because right. oftentimes, like you said, they're not eating enough. And I they're find that enough. especially with women, um, you know, they think they're eating too much and it's oftentimes that they're not even eating enough. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. You need to eat more. And right. that idea, because the society is drilled into our heads so much, right? Work more, eat less. That's right. how you get healthy. And it's like, no, that's how you starve yourself. Yeah. That is yeah. literally what you're doing. The, the current, the current, the current mantra of nutrition is how you increase inflammation, decrease nutrient absorption and create health, chronic health problems. Right. That is why we have the problems that we have today is because of eat more or eat, work more, eat less. That's not how it's, it's not how it works. Yeah. Um, what, so tell us how you got into being a nutritional therapy practitioner. What, what is it about your life that said, hey, you know what? I want to do nutrition for people. Yeah. So um, as I mentioned before, prior to having kids, I have two children. They are okay. nine and seven. And prior to that, I was a full-time clinical social worker working in the schools with kids. Mm. Uh, I loved it. It was definitely hard. <laughs> on, on many levels. Um, but once I had my daughter, I, we decided I was going to stay home, you know, for a while and, you know, just be a mama. And, um, you know, I think after having her is when I really just started paying more attention to what I was feeding her. <laughs> um, you know, I started to wonder more about ingredients in food and also the ingredients, you know, that I was using on her skin, just things like that. So I started uh -huh. reading, you know, reading and, um, yeah. that's so dangerous. Did, Don't read. Yeah, I know. And then you're like, what, did you get, uh, did you what get have everything I been feeding that, her? Did you get everything that you read fact checked? That's all I want to know. I know. Right. No, that was, <laughs> this was the old days when <laughs> censorship was not like crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's that's crazy. another whole discussion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, I just started paying attention and reading more on what these ingredients were. And um, I actually, somehow I connected with a, an NTP in the area. Um, and she, there was a, an advertisement for a grocery store tour. And so basically it's a class you go and she takes yep. you around the store, right? Yeah. So, you know, when my daughter was little, I was thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. I'm buying organic cereal and like, you know, like everything was organic. It wasn't, I was thinking because it was organic, regardless of what it was, that it was healthy. Right. I didn't know. I didn't really know a whole lot yeah. about nutrition back then. Um, so I went in there thinking, I think I'm doing pretty good, but I'll probably learn a few things. And I came out of there mind blown right. with like a hundred other questions because she flip turned my whole idea of what healthy was right. in my mind yep. over on its head. Yep. Yep. And, um, you know, just, she really focused on quality, right? So we went around to every section of the store. She talked about dairy and meats and fat, how important it was, you know, the roles that it played in our body. Um, and we went over ingredients like that was the first time that I really paid attention to ingredients and learning what they were versus a nutritional box, a label, right? Right. right. Yep. You know, growing up, you just look at like, how many carbs does it have? How many calories? And I never even paid attention to what it was that I was eating. Um, so yeah, that just like started this journey for me. I just wanted to just learn all the things and, um, my husband and I, around the same time, decided that we were going to go 30 days. Um, and back then, I don't like using the term clean eating really anymore, right? I just, mm -hmm. I don't know. But back then, this was like eight years ago, there was this girl that I came across online and she was a blogger and it was called 100 Days of Real Food. 
And she and her family, two kids and her husband, went 100 days without eating anything processed at all. And she shifted from eating anything low fat to full fat, right? So if you're talking dairy, no more skin milk. Yeah, the meats from conventional to grass fed beef. So basically upgrading and Everything, cutting yeah. out all the sugar, right? No sugar. Yep. So I was like, I, I like a good challenge. Yeah. Like I, I had no intentions of going past 30 days. Mm-hmm. I was just like, let's try to do this. Let's do it for 30 days. We don't have to do hundred. Yeah. And we did. And let me tell you, <laughs> we just experience so many positive health outcomes from that 30 days. My husband had debilitating migraines, like at least once a week for years to where he'd have to come home from work. Sleep was the only thing that helped sometimes. And within less than two weeks, gone. Like he he never had another one. And so that was like a wake up call for him, for sure. My skin, nails, hair, improved. We lost a little weight, even though that wasn't our intention, but it just happened. Um, energy levels were like through the roof. My cravings were gone. You know, mm-hmm. you have those cravings in between meals, the, the afternoon dips. And so there was no going back after that. Right. I was like, okay, there's, there's something to this. There's something and to food, right? There's a lot to food. And it's right. the same, it's the same story I hear over and over again. It's what happened with me. It's what happened mm-hmm. with people that I work with. Uh, you know, you try it and you're like, holy crap. For me, it, it was the 21 day sugar detox. I went yes. 21 days with no alcohol. So I was already pretty low, low process, low sugar, yeah. things like that. But I, for me, I did 21 days, no alcohol as part of that. And I lost 10, 10 pounds of body, 10, 10 pounds of fat, mm-hmm. 10 yeah. pounds. Of, I, I maintained my lean mass. I lost completely nothing but fat, just stopping drinking alcohol for three weeks. And it, it was the same thing, like your, your grocery store tour, this is what that was for me. It was just like, yeah. whoa, what the heck just happened? What's <laughs> going on here? Um, and it kind of made me get into the, the whole thing. Um, I like what you were saying about how the way you guys did it. So, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I, I follow more or more whole, whole food, animal-based uh, way of eating where mm-hmm. I, I don't really eat veggies. I almost never eat veggies. I actually accidentally ate some veggies today. I got an omelet. I went to a, I went to a restaurant and got an omelet, a cheese omelet, and they made the wrong omelet and they put onions and peppers in it. And I was so upset. No, I mean, oh, I ate like half of it and I was like, wait, something is not right with this. So this is not, <laughs> this is not what I wanted, but I ate it. I was, I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, Since yeah. I was already past the halfway mark, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's past halfway. I'm not yeah. going to send it back. Just take it down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, but there's, it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, people harp on me. I get, I get people that say, you know, you need to stop telling people they don't need carbs. I'm not going to do that. Number one, because you don't need carbs. Um, but I never told anybody not to eat carbs. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's a thing that I, that I, my focus, you know, that I say is if it's working for you, then keep doing it. If it's not hard, if it's not hurting you, if it's not harming you, if it's not setting you back, then there's no need not to do it. If it's something that you like, you know, I, I got clients that, you know, I just can't give up my Brussels sprouts. Oh, then eat your Brussels sprouts, have a blast, right? Just understand what they could be doing. And if something negative happens, then you can evaluate and make a change. Mm-hmm. And for you guys, you were able to see a lot of good benefits just from the processed food. And that's the thing that I want people to take away from your story. Just making a processed food change can completely yeah. drastically improve your life. Absolutely. Don't ever yeah. buy anything in a box again. If it has an ingredient <laughs> label, you don't need to eat it. Yeah. I mean, you it's, know? yeah, I it's, it's really, it's true. I mean, and we have evolved in our way of eating even since then. I mean, that mm-hmm. was, you know, seven years ago. And just as we're learning, you know, I've tried different things and mm-hmm. I noticed that I feel better without certain things. And so I've ad- adapted and adjust, you know, but right. just, but you're right. I mean, just that. And that was, I mean, we were still, gosh, I even, I was even still eating like wheat bread. I was just mm-hmm. going to the, the bakery now buying right. the, the ones that were baked that day with five ingredients or less, like the yeah. way that our great grandparents used to make it. Did you ever, um, did you ever do Ezekiel bread? Yeah. 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 We did. Okay. We did. Um, yeah. so yeah. Rolls, and you know, seeds. 
Yep. The sprouted grains. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, it was just life-changing. And then after that, I was like, okay. Oh, the other thing was that at the same time that I was, you know, experiencing all of these cool things and learning new things, I started a Facebook group because I just wanted an outlet to, to help and teach other people as I was learning. So that was about four years ago and um, it's still going strong. And nice. like, what's the, what's the group? It's um, real food, nutrition and optimal wellness with Jamie Brooke. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's kind of long. <laughs> I'm going to pull that up right as we do. Hold on. Keep going. Keep talking. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it, it's, it was fun and it still is fun, you know, just sharing my meals and articles and then having right. other people who were, also starting their journeys and learning new things, sharing and supporting one another. Um, so eventually, a couple of years ago, I decided, you know, I want to actually get certified and um, maybe even, you know, start my own little biz. And so I did, I went through the Nutritional Therapy Association, uh, the um, Nutritional Therapy Practitioner Program, and I loved it. And I learned so much. Mm -hmm. um, and so now I am seeing clients and, you know, I teach a five week program that's similar to the 21 day, uh, sugar detox actually. Okay. Okay. Um, and I love it. And, um, you know, it's, I just love helping people like just advocate for themselves and, you know, teaching them how to read ingredients and, you know, kind of steer away from you know, I, I feel like there's a, there's a time and place for calorie counting for some people. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, poo poo it at all, but I do feel like there are people that are only, you know, counting calories or macros and they're not paying attention to what they're actually eating. Right. So they have a window. Oh, I, this is my 1800 calorie window. Correct. But Correct. Are you getting your nutritional needs met? You know, Correct. are you eating a lot of processed foods? I don't know. Um, so I, I think with people that actually start making these changes, like you were saying, like you were talking about, and they start to really just feel better. And, you know, whether it's having achy joints and now you feel better. I have a participant that just finished my program the other day. And she's like, you know, my inflammation is gone. And I'm like, wow, well, how can you tell? And, you know, yeah. and just as I just wanted her to share with the group. Yeah. And she's like, I can get out of bed now in the morning without being in pain. Yep. That's huge. Right? And that's huge. That's amazing <laughs> because, because she probably never knew that was possible. No. Yeah. People don't realize that the things that they're putting into their mouths and we haven't even talked about environment and the, the, the way that uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes into, <laughs> into our, into that, but just the, the impact of what you change, what goes in your mouth can affect so many different pieces. Yeah, even mood, like mental health, mood, and absolutely, you know, just um, I mean, gosh, everything, everything's connected. Yeah, I, I know many, many, many people who have who have battled anxiety, bipolar, depression, mm -hmm. um, suicide, you know, all types of things uh, that they've they've had to, to work through mentally, who change their nutrition and. Yeah. You know, within some of them within months, some of them it's taken a little bit longer, but within a relatively short amount of time, it's like they're no longer in meds, they no longer have problems, they're no longer symptomatic, mm -hmm. and they can live their lives without that umbrella or without that cloud over their head all the time. Yeah. Just by their food. It's crazy. Yep. Um, what are what are some of the like how would you I'm trying to think how to word this question? You went on so for me. You know, I did the 21 day sugar detox and it made me kind of go boom for mm -hmm. you. I'm going to make an assumption here and say that you were probably ready to have that epiphany, do it during your grocery store tour, had being a recent mom, being a new mom, mm -hmm. and you were in a different mindset. Would that have, would that same thing have happened before you were pregnant? Go, go a year earlier. Would you have been ready to hear that message? I don't know. Um, maybe not. I mean, I, I think I was just, I wasn't really focused on health. Yeah. Um, I was just working and, you know, doing the day to day. Probably wouldn't thing have even and, been on, gone on the tour in the first place. Right. Like, it yeah, maybe not. Um, it's funny how things happen. And it, right. I mean, you know, 
initially it was once I had my daughter, it obviously it's not about you anymore. Right. I mean, I was the, I just became the sole person that was responsible for her health and, you know, providing her with food that was, you know, that I wanted, I wanted her to be healthy and I wanted her to have her nutritional needs met. And, you know, my idea of what that meant was completely different. And so this is where when clients come in or even just in talking with people, you know, when they're like, well, I just want to be healthier. I want to eat healthy food. And it's like, well, what is, what does that mean to you? Like, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? Um, What are you currently eating? Because I, and I don't know. I mean, I thought that I was eating healthy, right? I mean, (laughs) healthy heart grains and like, you know, it says um, healthy on the label. Right. You know, it it says on there that it's going to, you know, I don't know. There's just so many, that's a whole nother discussion too. It's like all the labels and um, the loosely regulated, you know, labels, unregulated industry and stuff. How do you break to somebody? How do you break to somebody that what they think is healthy isn't? Well, I, I, I mean, it's, if we're talking about, you know, the food industry and labels and things, I mean, it's pretty eye-opening, you know, um, I just educate them on that yeah. and I show them and actually, I mean, I've, uh, had do my own grocery store tours. I mean, now with COVID it's tricky and I can't sure. do it, but sure. prior to COVID, uh, I would teach these classes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, myself and okay. it's pretty, a lot of them, a lot of people that go have gone through, you know, they're just really overwhelmed because it's overwhelming right when you first start to actually learn about what all of these ingredients are right um i think the sugar is a big eye-opener for people uh when they all the names for sugar yeah there's over over 70 names for sugar and it's growing now the last I the last I knew it was like fifty six or something. Oh yeah, like so more, yeah. More and they're now. and you know and the food industry is so savvy and they're they try to be three steps ahead with right. they follow trends and they know you know pe- we're becoming more aware. People are starting to read labels and they don't want to buy things with sugar. And if there's a term like high fructose corn syrup or a term that in the media you know starts to go catch catch wind and people are like oh that's not good for you, then people start to look. To, you know, look for that and they avoid yeah. it. So then the food industry just changes the name, right? right. Oh, well, Same stuff. Just the high the fructose name. and leave it as corn sugar or, right. you know, I mean, right. there's so many examples of that. Um, and so no wonder, I mean, people just get so overwhelmed and um, that's where I find people become the most frustrated is like when they're in the early stages of learning about all of this right, right. there's just emotions, emotions that come with it it's too hard. because you know i mean even like as a parent you feel guilty you're like well how how come i didn't know this what have I been what have i been feeding my kids mm-hmm. um or just angry at the industry for yeah. a lot of the misleading um you know like all, all of this misleading stuff. And, i mean you're literally it's 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 hard sometimes because you're you're trying to convince someone in some cases convince and other in other cases educate you know it's a combination of kind of both because even though they're see they're hearing and seeing the information black and white right in front of them there's just there's that cognitive wall that they just right. they've been told the sky is is blue for so long and you're telling them that it's really green and it's like no it doesn't make sense i just can't comprehend this yeah um so there's that visceral fight and defense against some of that sure. change because it, it it basically it means that everything they've done in their life is wrong and they need to change everything about themselves yeah and that's a hard thing for people to to go so yeah. you know focusing on let's just start a little thing a little thing at a time and you know let right. yourself work into it well I, yeah and i also think that's the difference between people coming to you that are ready to learn and ready to you know yeah make some changes versus just being out somewhere and talking about it. And people are like, (laughs) random people. Hey, I don't know you, but did you know that what you're eating right now? Yeah. Right. No, no, no. And there's just such a fine line between, you know, sounding. How hard is it? So here's a question. How hard is it for you when you see things happening that you really shouldn't be putting, sticking your nose into and you're like, just, ah. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel inside. I'm like, (laughs) 
right? Like <laughs> that, that is such a bad idea. Um, it's hard, it's you, hard know, you know, I, but, it is, no, it's totally hard. Uh, but I've gotten a lot better at it. I picked my battles way more wisely now. Um, mm -hmm. And I learned the hard way, I think. I feel like early on, and maybe this is just a natural thing that we all kind of go through. You learn something new or you experience, you're, you know, you experience something awesome or life-changing and you just want to yeah. share it, right? You want to help other people, especially those that are close to you and your family or whatever that have maybe health issues and um, you want to share information that's going to help them, right? Right. But you find out really very quickly that not everybody, like you said, is open to, yeah. to making any changes or, or even to the information because a lot of the information and you know that we have learned and that we practice and have you know practice with our clients that have had great results from are contradictory to what medical mainstream teaches yeah. or you know what doctors are telling their patients or that's a nice that's a nice so, way of putting it yeah yeah um so it's tricky so it tricky. i i wait now if it's you know family or people that know me they know right they know that they know what i do they know i'm passionate mm -hmm. about it and i'm like they know i'm here if they mm -hmm have questions and they've yeah. reached out. I mean, the same people that when I wasn't so um, selective in, <laughs> in like picking my battles in the beginning, when I just wanted to share, 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 right. Uh, that thought I was crazy back then are now calling and asking questions and, yeah. you know, like, so I feel like it's, you can still plant seeds and you can still teach through modeling, you know, people, mm -hmm people are watching and when, yeah, when people are ready to learn and to make changes they're just it's when they're ready if they're right ready. and that's right. the thing it, it takes patience it, particularly and especially when it comes to family people that are close to you you can't push it you have to just do your thing do what works for you they're watching they see they're in your life you know yeah. don't bombard that it's it's the same with crossfit people join a crossfit gym and they're like <laughs> i do crossfit right exactly and it's all over the place they're like <laughs> nobody wants to hear that right. i'm sorry but if you're just starting in a crossfit gym nobody wants to hear that yeah. <laughs> now the gym wants you to keep doing that. And we want you to keep doing that because it brings, it brings, you know, it potentially mm -hmm. it spreads word about the gym. Um, but if you're really trying to help people, you have to just do your thing and let them watch and then they'll figure right. out when they want to start on their own. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, well, I got two more things that, that I want to kind of pull in. One is let's talk about your personal development as you went through all of these changes um, what was some of the, what was one of maybe the biggest struggle that you had to deal with in your own changing of habits, lifestyle, doing what, like, what, what was one of the biggest things you had to deal with? Um, prom honestly, in the beginning, and I see this, I hear this a lot from, uh, you know, clients and people that I'm working with too, is socially it's hard, right? Um, you know, especially if you're, you know, let's say you're used to going out drinking with your friends every weekend or mm -hmm. you're, um, or as a mom, you go on play dates all the time and you're starting to make these changes. Um, you, you often get a lot of flack from people yeah. or, yeah. uh, and I don't think that it's, I mean, maybe sometimes it's mean spirited, but I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I, I think that in most cases people, um, it comes down to insecurities and, or people just, you know, they don't know, they don't understand. And sometimes I think people take it personally, you know, like if you're making changes and you're doing different things, they kind of internalize that as, well, does this mean that I'm doing something wrong? Is this person judging me when it's not? Um, you're, you know. you're kind of a reflection of, in a lot of ways, there's that struggle that they have of their, they probably are truly happy for you. Mm -hmm. as a person making a change but you're also reflecting back to them what they're not doing right and that's hard for people to see that mirror image of like i should be doing that i could do that but instead i'm going to pull back and create an excuse for why not and then that makes me upset because i know better and mm -hmm. it's just that circular loop of yeah know? so and, and you know and i i hear it a lot from women you know especially if you know they're they're the ones that are doing the shopping, right? They're the ones that are planning the meals in their homes. And it's mm -hmm. hard when their partners aren't on board 
or even going to um, family events, you know, with in-laws or extended family and maybe, I don't know, they're having a pizza party or they're, they're maybe they're eating some things that they're just trying to not eat so much anymore. Or maybe right. they're on a protocol where they're like, I'm not eating gluten right now, or I'm not, e I'm cutting out dairy or whatever it is. Um, and they just have a hard time with, because they feel that, you know, their in-laws or, or family members are giving them a hard time because they're right. coming in and like, well, what's wrong with the food that I'm serving or what's wrong with like, why are, that's just crazy. Why are you not, you know, eating whatever? It's um, different. It's different so it's hard, you know? And so people try to, they're always like, well, how do you navigate that? Or how do you go out? Or how do you, you know, like, um, how did you, how did you handle that? How do you handle that? Is that something that you, uh, yeah. How yeah. Do you yeah. That? So, um, at first it was a little hard. Uh, mm -hmm. and I, I think I, and to be honest, it was so long ago. I don't know initially how I handled it. I think I avoided sometimes mm -hmm. just situations where I knew it was going to be an issue. Uh, we didn't really go out to eat as much. Right. Um, and we didn't go, we, we would go to social events, uh, but I would often bring something or, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think over time, what happened was that family, they just started to become more supportive and they just accepted that we, you know, are choosing to eat differently and how it was. we're focused on our health and it's not just a diet. Right. Right. And I, I think that's tough too, is that people there's diet mentality. Right. And then there's mm -hmm. the lifestyle. This is how I want to leave. I, you know, I want to continue to nourish my body. I want it to be right. sustainable. And I want to live like this. Yeah. And it's, it's hard kind of shifting that mindset or, um, even with clients, I mean, it's hard for them, even, and they acknowledge it's hard for me to get out of that mindset. Yeah, right yeah. The, the, you got to make the decision. This is what I'm doing, regardless. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking out for me, and it's not. It doesn't matter if anyone understands or not. This is right. Me, you know? Yeah, yeah. What do you do uh, for your clients and just for yourself? Like, what is your kind of philosophies around fitness? How does fitness fit into your protocol of working with clients, but also in your own life? So for me, um, I love CrossFit. I, I, uh, and I think we shared, you shared this as well. I was not athletic at all growing up. Um, it wasn't until I was like maybe 38, 39 that I became more interested in fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I had different spouts in my life where I would join a gym for like, you know, the new year, right. January. Right, yeah. And then I'd go for a month or two and then I just quit. Um, but it was always, again, more for like weight loss or like, I never thought of it as I just want to be strong, or I just want to be able to move and mm -hmm. be around in 20 years, you know, talk about, talk about that. Why, why do you say strong? What is, what is this, this thing about women and being strong? So I think for me, I just, it, like with, well, I'll just talk about CrossFit because that's really what I'm into now. My older sister, who is 55, um, she was into CrossFit before me. And for a couple of years, she was like, you got to try it. You got to try it. And I just was always intimidated by it. I was like, I could never imagine throwing up a barbell or climbing a rope or anything. Like, I yeah. was just like, I could never do that, you know? And uh, there was a Groupon and I was like, you know what? what do I have to lose? I'm going to get this Groupon and check, you know, check it out. Mm -hmm. I had a friend that went to top tier and I went in and I just loved it. And I, I know I mean, it was like within a few sessions, I felt like I was going to die like the first time I was like, what in the world? <laughs> but I kept going and it just got easier, right? It, easier in terms of being able to like, not feel like you're going to die. <laughs> right. And then I started to the coaches were awesome. And whenever I like would doubt myself, like I couldn't lift this weight or I could never do whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And then I learned it and then I did it. And then it was like, Oh, and so it was just really empowering. Right. Um, and nothing that I'd ever experienced before. 
being able to climb a rope. Like, yeah, I was, I finally, when I finally climbed that rope, it was like, I was, I mean, I was almost going to cry. Like, I could not believe it. It was like, I'm I've seen it. Years old and I'm climbing, climbing a rope, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. So just, I don't know. It was just, it, for me, it's like believing that you can do something. Um, and then doing it. And doing it. And I don't know. I feel like growing up, I just never really stuck with things. I never, um, I don't know. They're just, I just didn't have that drive when I was mm -hmm. younger. I mm -hmm. just, I wasn't really into sports. I, I don't know. I, I'm sure I was good at things, but I never really, yeah. you know, it was like a member of a team or had that experience. And with CrossFit, I, you can just feel, you know, like you're getting stronger because you're yeah. able to do more things. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, I just, I just love it. And I love the community too. Mm -hmm. I love people. Um, it's a whole different vibe. I feel like than a conventional gym. I've yeah, been a member absolutely. of other conventional gyms in the area where it was mostly about aesthetics and not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, but it was, it wasn't about being strong. It wasn't about, um, you know, increase like improving your health really. Right. It was yeah, more absolutely. About yeah. what you look like and the philosophy, a, you know, the philosophy, yeah, sorry. the philosophy is different, right. You know, you can improve some health factors by chain by focusing on making yourself look better, but you can improve a lot of health factors by trying to fix your health. And then, oh, by the way, you're also going to look better. Yeah. That's kind of how yeah, I look at it. Yeah, Let's yeah. get you fit and healthy, and that's going to make you look better by default. Yeah. And I feel like just that. mental health, mental health, I don't know. I mean, just going in and you know, being able to accomplish things that you never thought that you were you'd be able to accomplish mm -hmm. and it's a great stress reducer right mm -hmm. um and just being around positive people the energy is just so positive uh and i love that too all right so you would highly recommend to all your clients that they join a crossfit gym <laughs> everybody watching everybody watching this video go oh, join a crossfit gym <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I CrossFit like is not paying yeah. me to say that. And just, no, I know. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I was just asked this question, a client that I have who just finished um, my restart program was like, you know, I want to do more fitness wise. And he's an older guy. And um, he's just like, I don't really have weights, you know, what, what do you suggest? What can I do at home? Or, you know, yeah, yeah. and I, the first thing I said was, well, I think it's important to find something that you like, right? Yeah. Something that you enjoy because, yep. you know, and same thing with nutrition, right? We get on these kicks where we, we do things that we, that we're told, or we think that we should do, but then we end up hating it or not, you know, feeling good about it, not sticking with it. And then we, we just quit. And that's what he was sharing. He's like, I just can't stick with anything. And so, you know, I was just giving him some ideas and where to start, but strength training, it's like, if you can, you know, even if it's, if you don't have weights, you know, just picking up weird objects in your house that weigh, sure. that have a little weight to them, or, you know, obviously like squatting and doing things that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like body weight things. Right. But, um, but I feel like enjoying it is important too. Yeah. It's a huge, know. and that goes for nutrition as well. If you don't yeah. enjoy the food that's, and it's a with nutrition. I, I hesitate to say enjoy um, because I there's in some ways I don't want people to get enjoyment from their food because that starts connecting other things um, that can lead down lead down a path of we don't want to go down. Um, but the, the food serves a tool, exercise serves a tool. There should be some. Uh, sense of accomplishment there should be some some sense of enjoyment of this isn't something that's that is bland and dreary and boring and right. gives you a negative feeling about doing it mm -hmm. right you want to look forward to something positive that's going to come from this action and this activity right um, because that's what, I, that's what keeps you doing it so yeah i will say though um you know, I think a lot of people come in and they, when they want to make changes and eat more health promoting foods, they do have this idea of like, is it going to taste good? Or is it going to be boring? And 
I love food. My food is delicious. And, (laughs) you know, there are ways to eat. I mean, well, for sure, you can eat and prepare real whole nutrient-dense foods that taste fantastic, right? Absolutely. I do it every time I make a steak. Exactly. (laughs) Steak, no, I mean, fat, fat. I'm like, "Ah, fat tastes good. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's just, and I do, you know, to what you were saying about being hesitant right? Like saying um, about enjoying foods. And I just Mm -hmm. thought of like sugar and probably the higher palatable foods. And I'm sure that's what you're alluding to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But you know, with, I don't know, I have found with clients and in myself that the more nutrient dense foods, nutritious foods that you're eating Mm -hmm. and the, you know, if you're getting in the protein and you're getting in the fats and you're like eating a well-balanced meal that works for you consistently, then those cravings are going to decrease those sugar cravings, right? And your palate changes. And I'm sure you experienced that oh, with absolutely. your 21-day detox. Like yep. I always have my uh, my participants before the program, like eat a green apple before the program, yep. right? It's really tart. After three weeks, I want you to eat another green apple. And that apple is going to be like the sweetest thing ever, right? You can, you, you've probably experienced it as well with like meat. I mean, I can taste the sweetness in meat. And in things that, you know, you never would have thought of as being sweet, sweet right? right? Um, but those, the highly processed foods that are loaded with sugar, they are literally designed to hijack your taste buds right. and, you know, more. Yeah. I want you to eat, they, they're designed to, to have you craving more. So, um, you know, I, I feel like if your foundations are met nutritionally, then once in a while, if you have that cookie or whatever, your body's going to be better able to handle it. And it's just not going to be, you're not going to want to eat 10 more. You're going to be satisfied. At least that's been my experience, yeah. um, you know, versus eating a whole sleeve of <laughs> Oreo. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time, Jamie. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah, I will no get this up. And where can people find you online? So I'm probably... Facebook, I'm more active in my group. And that was the the group. You can find it in a search or just reach out to me on Facebook and I can send you a link. It's uh, Real Food Nutrition um, and Optimal Wellness with Jamie Brooke. I'm okay. also on Instagram uh, at Jamie Brooke Wellness. Okay. And um, yeah, that's cool. that's where I am. So Awesome. Take it easy. Thank you very much. I will see you at the gym. Yes. I look forward to having more (laughs) conversations about all of the things. (laughs) All of the things. Cool. Thank you much. Take it easy. Yeah, you too. This has been another episode of the Over What Hill 40 Plus podcast. Remember that life is the hill. Keep climbing. Keep growing. Every hill leads to another. You will get better. You can do this.